Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Stoics December meditations on mortality. It's funny, isn't it? He brings he brings about life's too short and death and the fact that in the end it doesn't matter anyway. Even if you're angry yeah. at somebody else, in the end they may leave the uh, this planet before you. You may leave before them. Really, in the end, who cares? Uh, it, it's funny that it's in the month of December, isn't it? It's such a depressing month, wasn't it? You're gonna die. You're gonna die. There was the first ten pages it were was pretty a bit much. Depressing. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. And it's made the same message, really, that we've heard in the book over and over, just condensed into these pages. Everyone, he spent eleven months getting everyone pumped for life, and then just spent the last thirty days telling everyone they're going to die. So what's? Oh no, I didn't didn't see it that way. I think if if December first, if you can pretend that today's the end, I I love that how he talks about he he used the analogy of the soldiers. When, When the soldier leaves home, what does he do? I mean, he. He, he probably like make sure that his will is right. He also makes sure that he spends probably whatever time left he's got with a family, just family. Yeah. He probably makes sure that he's quick and short on business, and he makes sure that he won't get uh, in, involved into conflict or or, or fighting stupid disagreements. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and 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 I think that that's the beginning of December of one. Mm-hmm. How many of us really live our life? thinking we're going to live forever. Therefore, let's spend a majority of our life into petty conflicts and disagreement and thinking negative about our life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think day two sort of talks about the other side of the coin too, where we are all going to die again, just in case you hadn't realised, and how many people are ignorant of that fact so don't really do what they want to do in life and don't get out of life what they want and then go to their deathbed with so many regrets. It's... But it talks about the ignorance of people who, you know, don't accept the fact that yes, we're dying. So, um, and and don't live their life accordingly. So, through fear. So, um, yes, there's being the the day one side of the coin where you're prepared for it and you you can understand it, and then the day two side of the coin, which is because you're aware of it, you hopefully don't let much hold you back in life because at the end of the day, you're going to die anyway. Yeah, I, I think. I think that um, I'm enjoying my wine. I don't know about you, Ken. Uh, yeah, mine's I'm good, sure, bro. Yeah, I'm sure that... Uh, it hasn't made you else. look any better, so it must be high enough in alcohol content. But it's... And again, you're the, you're the only one in the back. So don't, 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 don't talk don't too much. Don't talk too much, man. <laughs> He's got a face for radio. I what can't move the light. I don't know what's going on in here. I, no, but I actually, it's, it's good. It's good that we have you in the dark. It's like, yeah, you know, as I said, mate, that's the way my wife prefers it. Um, I didn't really get back into it till day eight. I thought, day eight. Really? Yeah, oh, I, I, lo- I, love, I love day three, where he talks about the ability to, so, which is what we're doing. You know, we, every week now, we, we're spending time together, or it used to be every fortnight, but... What, what we're doing is we're stirring each other. We try to philosophize about certain things. And, and I think that it's where Cicero was saying to philosophize is to learn how to die, but also how to live. Mm. And, 
and and I think that man, day day three is a beautiful thing. It's I think the only purpose of life for us is sure to live a good life, but really to learn to philosophize, to to know about ourselves, to know what we can do, and to to see where we fit in 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 this time because that brings us way more fulfillment than the chasing or the blind pursuit of material things that actually he says it in, in December when we leave well we leave without any of that anyway yeah because we're all gonna die right yeah I um there was a page towards the end of the end of uh November and I think it was titled or at the end of it it said we're going to be okay and um it tied in a little bit with the video that you showed out in Power with that girl that was on um, yes. America's Got Talent. And we've watched that a bit in our house, actually. Um, I was telling my brothers about it because we had a thing here for Jordan's birthday that the weekend after in Power. And, um, I, like, Jordan's he listened to the song and he loved it. So he's actually asked a few times to listen to it before he goes to sleep or whatever and um, showed my family the video of it. And, and they all loved it too. But... I think it it opens your eyes to things when you see someone that's in that kind of a situation and, and how she spoke about it and how, how differently she looked at life. And, you know, she said, I think there was a line and she said, you know, I've only got 2% chance to live, but the way I look at it is 2% is better than zero. Yes. yes. And it was really refreshing and it, it tied into this um, this month as well that, you know, things like that are going to happen in life. It is part of life, unfortunately. Um, people are going to die. People are going to come and go from our lives. But day seven talked about the cards that you dealt. And one of the things that said on there was if you died and you were resuscitated, how differently, how different would your perspective be then? Mm. And it's not until things are taken away from us that we probably appreciate what we've got or, or what we, you know, we don't, we don't, we, we're grateful for things often. Um, but if if it was down to a life and death situation, I think your perspective would be very different. And people that have been through that, their perspective would be very different if they've lost someone close to them or a friend. You know, they do look at things differently to some of us that maybe haven't had things like that happen to us on a close level. I think yeah. a lot of us went through that when lockdown happened last year. Like obviously it wasn't someone dying, but we'd had our freedoms taken away from us at the drop of a hat. And- I think that we saw a lot of, well, obviously in our industry, we're seeing a lot of people move house, a lot of people move areas because they've realised they're not where they want to be. A lot of people move jobs because they've realised they want to be not where they want to be. And it's a similar sort of thing. Um, obviously, people weren't resuscitated. They were put on bloody uh, ventilators. But, um, you know, <laughs> um, it, it was a similar feeling, I think, for a lot of people. Oh, here's my second chance. I've been brought back to life. Now, what am I going to do with it? And it would be, mm. it'd be interesting to see if that effect continues. Yeah, I think we didn't get it. Um, day eight is interesting for me. Sorry? You glitched there for a sec, mate. I'm glitching? Yeah, the last 10 oh, seconds. I didn't have anything until. Oh, okay. I was just saying that. Well, day eight, day eight for me was, um, it's an interesting concept. It talks about dealing with grief. It's something I came across um, earlier in the year when my wife's grandfather died. I was sitting out the front of this nursing home and all the family are in there and they've gone to see a, a dead body that had been sitting there for a number of hours waiting for people to turn up. And I sort of sat in the car park. I didn't want to go in. And But while I was in the car park, I thought, how do we, how am I going to help my wife deal with this? What would the Stoics do? I I don't remember coming across anything to do with the Stoics and grief. So I Googled it and there was actually this page that came up, day eight, 
from December came up and it talks about grief and the stoic philosophy on grief is probably the exact opposite of what most of us do. We like to wallow in it. We like to drag it out, whether it be intentional or unintentional. When people ask us if we're okay, we say, yeah, we're fine. And we put on a brave face and it probably drags on for days, weeks, months longer than it should because we're doing that where the stoic philosophy is no, sit in it, um, accept it, hurt from it, go through the pain. It's okay to be in pain, live every bit of that pain because you'll come out of it a lot quicker and be able to move on with life a lot sooner. Mm. Um, and it was an it was interesting on that day. I remember that day sitting in Penrith in the, in the nursing home car park. And I, yeah, probably the wrong time to try and talk to my wife about it, but I had a go. You guys, if you guys have a time, watch a movie. It's called um, shit. I forgot. Um, Interesting I, title. It's, it's called we've shit. Got, I forgot. We've got plenty a of dementia time story. It's by it's by uh, it's, it's a um, <laughs> the writer. His name is Augusto Curie, and he wrote a beautiful book. For me, it's probably the same style of book as. Uh, conversation with God, um, where he really made sense. And uh, he, uh, yeah, the, the book is, uh, or the movie is The Dream Seller. It's on Netflix. If you have the time, watch it, people. It's like, you feel like you want to write down every single line because he's really talking about a, a lot of the Stoics way of thinking, but in, in the movie, great stuff. You have the time, The Dream Seller by Augusto Curry, C-U-R-Y. What's that got to do with page eight, man? Well, it's 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 got about death in it. It's about meaning. It's uh, there's a lot of these things in that movie. That's an interesting concept, though, isn't it? To sit in the grief and. Oh, anyway, maybe we spoke about this earlier, Cam. You and I, we spoke. I think even Chris was there. I think that death is a liberation for the Stoics. For them to to have to endure life, to go through and accept all these things, death is 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 a celebration. It's it's a celebration of a life well lived. Now you're going to a place where there's nothing after that anyway. And if you believe there's something after that, well, it's fantastic because then you would have done everything you could to just go there. And so, what's the problem? You're just moving on to the next thing. And if you didn't believe in anything, but you live the way of the Stoics, which is embrace all the negativity. Death is a liberation from having to deal with all those negative events. You're now just free. Yeah. Interesting. You got anything? Did you read the book? Sorry, you, you glitched, <laughs> mate. You glitched on that. In, Say it again. I said, Chris, you're not saying much, mate. Are you there? Did you read No, the so book? actually December 8th, I actually wrote a fair bit on December 8th, um, going through grief. I find it hard to move on from grief. I, I get emotional thinking about people that I've lost in the past and so forth. Um, but when I've looked into it and um, what, what they've said is just don't think about what you've lost, but think about why you're feeling the way you're feeling instead of just about what you've lost and look a little bit deeper into it and actually take the time. And I don't think we give ourselves a lot of that, uh, the, the ability just to sit and work out why we feel a certain way or what we want from life. Or we, as humans, I don't think we take our time to sit down and, and, and analyze our thought process on a lot of things we do, whether it's anger or grief or love or whatever it is. Why do we actually 
go through those emotions. We don't take the time, whether it's from grief or anything else. I actually got a lot from that page. Yeah, it was but actually I think, on Shelvin, mate. We're trying I think, to push it to the back. <laughs> Chris, I think that it's got to do too with the fact that you are a very romantic kind of guy. And romantics love to churn on past memories. For them to be able to relieve that memory, especially the good one, the one that makes them feel good, it's, 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 a, it's a gift because they can relieve life and they live through those kind of memories a much longer life. And so for you, when that kind of person leaves, well, that's the other side of the coin. You're now going to be relieving that pain and over and over again. That's all. Yeah, fair call. Yeah, fair call. So, yes, Cam, for eighth, I had a lot written down, mate. So, yeah. You okay, buddy? Boom! Um, Boom! You (laughs) asked for it, mate. I've I've got a lot written down, yeah. Um, I think we dragged it on. September 9th, uh, sorry, December 9th, I've also had a lot, uh, not a lot, but I've had a bit written down was this, um, spendthrifts on time. And I hadn't actually looked at it this way, that not only do we waste our time, whether it's social media or TV or doing remedial tasks or whatever, whatever it may be, is we actually don't, number one, probably invest it. And number two, we don't analyze where we're giving it. Are we, are we giving it to the wrong people? Are, give, are we giving our time to the right people? Um, I don't think we put enough thought into that process either on our actual time that we have. Because we don't know, you know, we don't know when our time's up. Yeah, but I, I, I looked at December 9 differently, Chris. I liked how Seneca puts it. He, he says, you know, if, if I came to your house and I was going to rob your house, how, how far would you go to protect yourself? If I was to go come to your house and now and do harm to your children, how far would you go? Yep. And yet we allow people to come into our mind and rob us free. Yes. <laughs> I actually I love I, that. I, I agree with Cam with what he said um, earlier about that's, just hanging up on a conversation. No, spendthrifts of time, yeah. September, December 9th. December 9th. Yeah, and Seneca say, talks about it. Right? Seneca reminds us that while we may be good at protecting our physical properties, we are for too lax at enforcing our mental boundaries. And it gets repeated afterwards. Yeah, on December 10, don't sell yourself too cheaply. I say, let no one rob me of a single day who isn't going to make a full return on the loss. But again, it goes into controlling who's robbing your energy, who's robbing your time and what we're actually... Um, are we aware that we're allowing those people... It goes back to the negativity before turning off from negative people. But hang on, is this conversation helping me or hindering me? Am I going to get the return on my investment here or not? Which is why CL constantly hangs up the phone on. So on those conversations, do we do we hang up on people? Do we stop and say to the person, listen, I'm going to hang up. If it's going to continue negative, I'm going to hang up. Or do we just hang up and let them work it out? No, no, no. I don't hang up. I, I... The reason I hang up, it's because sometimes hanging up is the best solution. It's the best answer. Like I can say to someone, stop being negative. Now, if it doesn't work, but hanging up does, well, what should I do? Use the words or do the action? Will will that person get the message? Thanks, Cam. Exactly. If they don't get the message, you hang up again. I remember, (laughs) you know, I mentioned before when I was real good. Stop hanging up on me. Yeah. When I was real good at it, years ago I, I remember doing it to my mum and I was training my mum in the gym and my mum's an eternal um, Here you go. 
She's got a lot of negative to say about a lot of people on occasion, and I had to stop her like five times. But in you hour. don't. You just put your mum down. You just put your wife down. No, you, I'm you... not putting her down. I'm just saying she she likes to find an issue. She she loves the drama, right? So, and we all know other people who love the drama. So, and usually when it's love the drama, it's never a positive thing. So, I remember five times in an hour shutting my mum down, saying we're not talking about it. Oh, what do you? I don't want to hear it. And that was literally the conversation and then you say why not because all you're saying is negative stuff well say something good about that person and then so in that instance there's no option to hang up the phone or walk away or whatever but then by there you're educating that person and whether they changed or not she stopped she changed the way she was talking to me because we never had those negative conversations about people before mm -hmm. uh, again so and that does that serve my purpose? Absolutely. Is my life better than that? Absolutely. If they choose to change from that, it really doesn't bother me because as long as they're not having those negative conversations with me anymore, I don't really care. Right, right. Uh, other, other people like in the morning, if I'm doing my morning meeting and someone's being negative because everyone was at the seminar in Hornsby RSL, I just say thanks everybody. That's the words I use because everyone heard about the joy buddy from Amanda Gore. And obviously, it's a sarcastic comment when I say thanks, Joy, buddy. But that, that's the cue to go. Hang on, what are we talking about here? Are we are we adding to the world, or are we just yeah? yeah that's nice. That's nice. All right. So eleven to twenty. We're all gonna die. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Not a lot. Oh, well, for me, uh, December 13, again, Seneca is probably the uh, antithesis of Marcus Aurelius. And he said, life is long if you know how to use it. And I think you need to sit down and you go, hold on, am I using it right? And, and I'm so, uh, so it's forced me even to think about my life, where for the moment, most of my life being devoted into trying to help others into uh, trying to make sure that uh, leaders of mine are making money, that salespeople around us are making a good living. But really, is that a good way of spending my life? So I've been forced to question that. Because when I went further, I had to answer myself, am I helping my children spending, uh, reaching their best? Am I really spending my time wisely with my wife? Because if I go a little bit over the top, focusing on our people and our leaders, then what am I really doing? And then it's going to come up later on. Um, I, I find myself committing one of the worst crime that he actually talks about in December, but we're coming to that soon. So uplifting. Thanks, Joe, buddy. <laughs> Hang up on me, mate. Bye, bye Ken. Bye, see you, buddy. I'm, I'm emerging from the shadow. Oh, shit. <laughs> see, I knew you were big, but I mean, yeah, in back the into shadow, the shadow. It looks yeah, back, back there, I'm still big, huh? Back into the shadow. Back into the shadow. Back, there back. Move forward. <laughs> Just the, a question that came up when I was thinking about. December 19th, it says the human scale. We know we leave average, most countries, I don't know, 70 to 80 to 90 years old. Do you think there'd be a, a big change in sort of the human drive or determination if we were, if we were to live 
for 200 or 500 years or even a thousand years would the, the human want to create wealth and so forth and the western mindset do you think that would change if our life's lifespan was a lot longer or do you think we would just have more of the same shit i'd sleep for a couple of years <laughs> hibernate well, oh i don't it, know something i thought about was when the when the life expectancy was 30 back in the the um, prehistoric ages was the drive different to succeed then i don't know if i knew i had a couple of thousand years to live i'd be a lot less motivated i thought yeah i think i think there would still be a lot of shit but i think it it would like the longer you've got to do anything the longer you'll take if you've got a deadline (laughs) of tomorrow you'll do it if you've got a deadline of next week you'll do it by next week if you've got a deadline of two years you'll do it by two years so we would procrastinate longer right i'm finishing off december as we speak so <laughs> so on that mindset, if we had, and coming back to what Cam sort of jumped on, was if we had a shorter amount of period in our life, and we all knew we only lived to forty or fifty years of age, do you think we would achieve a lot more in our lives than we would naturally as we are now? Maybe we won't achieve more, but I think we will waste less. Okay, it's a good way of putting it. Okay. So, Mister, I know you. I know I'm gonna die. So, what yeah. is then? What is then the the purpose of a stoic before he dies? Shit, that was to you, that was to you or to make camp? No, or to no, no, that's to camp. We're to all camp. gonna die. Yeah. We're all, what's the purpose of a stoic before he dies? To live his best life. Will or drink? You answer. No, to live his best life is probably not what a stoic is about. That, that's yeah, the epicurist. Um, no, well, it is. It's being the best version of yourself. Which, yes, to yes. know yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's what same thing. But again, you know, I, I was doing a lot of thinking about the best version of myself because, you know, I've said it quite a few times. And when we went to Empower, we, that's all we heard. But really, I don't know whether chasing the best version of ourselves is the right thing. What if I'm a bad person? Should I become the better version of the bad person I am? <laughs> yeah, but also, it also, back uh, not to go back to November, when it talks about comparison in November, it, it talks about not comparing yourself to who you once were as well. And that can be best version of yourself falls into that because um, I've got a photo sitting on my wall in my office of how I looked on my wedding day and it was a lot different to how I look now. So if I spend my life comparing to that, was that a better version of myself because I was healthier and yeah, some would say better looking, but you know, like it's, it's a day, the best version of yourself is um, open to interpretation. Isn't it? Yeah. I think that you actually, the exception to the rule, the best version of yourself has gone long past. <laughs> every every day that you it goes by the best version seems further behind no it's december 17th oh, mate, our, business I, I love... is, our business is in safe hands mate if, if, if yeah, our business well, is in safe hands then eh? well between friends, the friends like and the amanda made it is in safe hands now <laughs> december 17th i think he actually puts it in there you need to know yourself before it's too late and I think that that is the thing. It's not about being the best version of ourselves. It's, I think there's a difference between being the best version of ourselves and knowing ourselves, you know? And, and so it's... But isn't the, that in a constant your, state of change? It is in the constant uh, change. And what he's saying is you have to do it before it's too late. 
Many people try and, and, and go, well, you know, first I'm going to make my fortune, I'm going to do all of this, and then I'm going to spend that. Yeah, but in the meantime, you've lost your child, the other child's gone, hey, why? And your wife's gone somewhere else, and your husband's has left you. But now that you've got all of that, let's start focusing. Well, maybe it's good. I mean, that we, we can't blame and, and we can't really chastise people having their own priorities. No. But I think, what if, imagine if we started life as a baby knowing ourselves? Would we be doing what we do? Would we marry the person we marry? Like, because I was listening to a, a thing the other day that was talking about soulmates and how you meet your soulmates. Really? Do you really meet your soulmate? Because the person you are today is probably a much, much, much better version of mind-wise, mind mind-wise, okay? Uh, to the person <laughs> when you were 20. So would you have picked that same partner? I mean, this is a big question, you know? So what if you started life knowing yourself? Mm. Interesting. All right, so like what about it. the last like 10 it. days? What about the last 10 days of December? Megan, have you read the book? <laughs> yes, Cam. I read it when I was supposed to read it. Oh, look at this. I'm in the <laughs> life. So, so th that, that's Cam trying to deflect from the fact that he hasn't read the last no, 10 I'm pages. Moving my, I'm moving my desk into the light. Oh, we can't, oh, we can't see Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought before, Cam, when you were talking about the picture on your wall of your wedding day. Yeah. And the best version of yourself. Isn't it only you that can decide whether that's the best version of yourself? Oh, I was fucking good looking. I was a good looking rooster. <laughs> yes, it's him, the only one that can decide that. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're you're uh, saying that. But is isn't it on you to decide whether that is your best version of you or whether now is your better version of you? Thomas no. is definitely no, I've, no, I've known Cam for six years. I can guarantee you the best version is way, way gone no, in the past. <laughs> <laughs> But you're, you're saying it's your best version of you because you were skinnier, younger. Yeah, better. what I'm saying. Yeah, but that was Drunk the best version. alcohol. No, I didn't drink. All, less, all external on. kind of guy. All external, superficial kind of guy. I didn't drink any less. So I just trained. Trained more. <laughs> it is on me to decide. And it, it can be dangerous because back then I didn't have three businesses, three kids, or any of the stuff that's going on in life now. So to put that pressure on yourself because of a photo, that's why I was saying that the comparison can be dangerous. Like, yes, I should be healthier, and yes, I should be fitter, but it came back then. Um, Priorities are different. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, but it's something I struggle with, it, right? I have that photo there as a goal to one day get back to, but it's something I really, really struggle with. So I was just tying it into, you know, who decides what the best version of you is. Um, as Thomas said, if you're a serial killer, are you trying to be the best version of that? And, um, yeah. Well, put it this way to you, Cam. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, you're in that shape where you are now. Yeah. Are you in the best version of yourself? Oh, I'd be, yeah, I'd be going, mate, I'd be a lot better. No, no, but are you the best? No, I'm not saying that you won't be a lot better. What I'm asking is, would you still be in the best version of yourself? If you had that shape, at the position we are now, or is there still room to improve? No, this, yeah, but that's that, that, that's, that, that's I, where we that get caught my, in that. That was my question to TL. It's it's an ever evolving thing. The best version of yourself today is going to be different to tomorrow because yeah, at this person. point in time, yeah. If listen, Cam's very different. 
if the uh, we know. <laughs> if the small size jumper <laughs> oh, I'm glad this is a serious podcast we're doing. Hey, when he buys a jumper, this this is his mindset, right? <laughs> Can't even change his track. If if the if size S is the same price as triple XL, why should why should I get the smaller one? <laughs> oh. Fuck you all. Except dumber, you, mate. You've been nice to me, but I wish you were taking it too. What about December 20th, yeah. guy? The fear, <laughs> fear, the fear of death. Oh, well, I am scared because he spent 20 days telling us we're going to die. So, bottoms up then. Do you know what I fear? I've got one fear Queensland don't win the series. I've got the fear of growing old and not enjoying it. That ship sailed, my brother. You know, I. I had a text today of a very good friend of mine who um, can't be with her parents in Belgium. And she was saying to me, mom's really unwell, really going bad. And so I was thinking, now I know where money comes in. There's a difference between growing old poor and growing old rich. That growing old rich, you can afford a lot of other things that growing old poor, you can't. And so for me, growing old is a much, much bigger fear than dying. Dying, hey, I welcome it anytime. It actually, if it's for a good cause, even better. But growing old, not being able to defend yourself, having idiots, um, uh, what is it, burgle your place and there's nothing that you can do. Having to rely on people, being put into... Um, what is it? Uh, homes? How, how do you call these these places? You nursing know? homes. No, they're not nursing home. They 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 preparation before coffin, and 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 so when they prepare when they, when they prepare you for symmetry and they they totally forget how to respect and give you dignity. But now they they actually taking the money from you and just feed you as if you're just an animal waiting to go to the pound, and. They, they, there's that lack of respect. That's the only thing that I fear. Death, nothing. Well, if you grow old poor, no one's going to rob you because you won't have anything. Well, try grow old poor and you have cancer. Try that. No, I'm good. Okay. What's another day, guys? None? Once? <laughs> Twice? We're all going to die. No, I like... Um, December 27, and I didn't highlight anything other than the heading, and it just said, don't let your soul go first. And we sit here and we talk about people dying in a physical sense. We don't talk about people dying in an emotional or, a, you know, on the insider kind of sense. Yeah, Ken. Yeah, don't die with the music in you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of people that while they're still, you know, they're still living beings, they've actually, they're dying slowly on the inside. They don't even realise it. Yeah, I like it. I like I it, Meg. It goes a little bit further than that. I think, Meg, it's 
and I've I've, so, I've actually written for this. I, I've seen this in real life with my mum who passed with physically she couldn't do anything, but mentally and spiritually she was all there wanting to to continue and she just couldn't. Yeah. And then when I, I see people in the nursing home where dad is, that they are they are what you were saying before, Thomas. They are in God's waiting room. They they are just waiting for their number to come up, and they they they've they've got nothing left. Their their soul has given up, but their their body just doesn't know it yet. It's very sad, and I think a lot of people will realize the 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 shortness in life if they could see those people and just take a moment to think about that. Don't let your soul go first. Just, you, sing your song and dance your dance do what you need to do probably leaving it too late with the awareness i love it not having the awareness that we're all going to die early enough absolutely mate absolutely we all know it you just don't you don't acknowledge it it. you don't acknowledge it yeah and don't live your life thinking that yeah we're all going to die someone asked me the other day why i keep opening real estate off so well we're all going to fucking die one day so why why go out wondering but it was, it was a serious answer to a serious question it was a guy who used to own real estate offices i was all listening and pointing me he's like mate why are you do it to yourself he said well we've got one shot mate we're all we're all gonna leave the world so are we gonna die wondering or are we gonna give it a red hot crack and i think the people that are walking around as zombies, well said mate the people that are walking around as zombies and the souls left them they, they forgot that they've got to give it a red hot crack and that's that's sad but that's the way a lot of us live so Oh, well, well said. Anything else? Well, here it is. So uh, I think we, we're going to spend maybe one of our sessions just talking about the Stoics and what we got out of it. But I have to say, I, I, I've told many people now that uh, reading the Stoics actually has helped me um, in, in many ways, not just uh, intellectually, it has helped me change. Like sometimes, uh, this is probably one of the... Um, Longest book I ever read. I've never read a book uh, by uh, in, in six months, but uh, for the first time I have, and I think that there, there was a very good reason. But going through a book like this in in six months, it actually gives you six months to digest it. Mm. And quite often, when you read a book in two two days, you don't really digest the same amount of information. You you just get in what you're ready for at that point in time. Where here, you keep on questioning the same thing, and so and 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 I think having to go back to the same point every now and then, it's fantastic because it reawakened that kind of knowledge that's gone dormant again. And, and so it, it makes it much easier for you to use and change. Yeah, it was a great um, exercise in um, exactly that, 10 pages at a time, 20 pages at a time. It, um, it lets itself absorb. I've seen you change a fair bit over the six months TL in that you've taken we've it's not the first time you've read the book no I mean it in a serious way it's not the first time you've read the book it's probably the third time is it yes the fourth time fourth time yeah and it's probably the first time you've taken a lot of it on board and you've you've really challenged yourself in a philosophical sense and I've noticed it um, counted by the amount of times the phone hangs up so well done (laughs) so we'll talk more about this book Um, until then awesome peace out see you guys